Hello everybody, my name is Travis, and welcome to Laron's Rebuttal. Let's get it. Hello everybody once again and thank you for taking out the time out of your very busy schedule to be here with us. The topic for today I'm going to call Jojo. Jojo is a fictional character from the neighborhood that I grew up in but the stories are very true at least according to the streets. Jojo was the average child growing up back in the late 70s just like myself. And also like myself, Jojo was brought up in a single parent home. So therefore, Jojo had really no guidance. He definitely did not have any male figures to keep him in line, nor show him the right way to go. At a very early age, Jojo started to getting in a lot of trouble in school. He would fight a lot. Jojo had a lot of anger within himself. He was very young. But the anger that he displayed, it seems as though it was way before his time. Jojo, he didn't have many friends, and he didn't do a whole lot of socializing with people in general. And that seemed to be a bit weird for a young child, because usually children are more open to meeting people, to starting relationships, to making new friends. But Jojo was the total opposite. He was secluded most of the time. Once Jojo made it to elementary school, he started skipping school then. At that time, nobody really knew what skipping school was about, but we quickly learned from watching others around us that basically was more advanced than us. They thought far ahead, and so a kid like me, I was basically trying to play catch up. But Jojo started skipping school all the time. He started stealing little things out of the store like candy like food it always starts with the small things and he eventually started stealing clothes started stealing shoes started stealing basically a lot of the things that he couldn't afford a lot of the things that his mother couldn't afford because he was brought up in a single family home once the theft of the smaller items began a hunger grew within Jojo to get bigger things, more expensive things, and things more often. So he pretty much had reached his limit as far as what he can steal and where he can steal it from. And so he wanted to make a bigger impact at a much quicker pace. So eventually Jojo was able to obtain his first gun. Jojo was about 12 years old. And when he got this first gun, something came over him, something undescribable. He had this feeling of power. He had this feeling of authority. He had a feeling of superiority once he obtained that gun. One thing led to another. When he would get in arguments with people, he was known for pulling the gun out on people. At this point in time, he had never shot anyone. But by age 14, Jojo decided he really wanted to put this gun to work. He really wanted to get maximum use out of this 
gun. During this time, we had the small-time drug dealers in the neighborhood, and everybody knew who everybody was. Everybody knew where everybody hang out. Everybody knew everybody's rhythm of how they moved. Even though we were young kids, we were very observant, and we see the same people, same things in the same place every day. So therefore, we quickly caught on to a lot of what was going on in our neighborhood when it came down to the drug dealing business. JoJo decided he wanted to start getting fast money. And so he finally committed his first robbery of one of the small time drug dealers. But the thing about this robbery dealing with JoJo was that he didn't wear a mask. And we all knew each other. He was from our neighborhood. Everybody knew who he was. So this makes you really think about the state of mind he must have been in. It makes you really think about what was really going on within JoJo to actually rob someone from your neighborhood without a mask, knowing that they know you. But JoJo did it anyway. And you would think that possibly he would come to his senses and never make that kind of mistake again. But not JoJo. JoJo continued to rob and rob and rob rob robbing all the little drug dealers robbing all the little dope holes and again during all these robberies he never wore a mask so the reputation that he had began to build was a reputation of fear because by the time he was 16 he was known for carrying two guns two nine millimeters at all times and the thing about it is he would know that he's robbed several different people in the neighborhood, several different drug dealers, and JoJo didn't care at all. JoJo still roamed around the neighborhood like it was all good. He still went where he wanted to go. He still did all the things that he wanted to do. And when you see him coming, he brought a fear inside of you and everybody else that was around. Why? Because if you weren't a natural killer, if you knew you weren't the type of person to do what you got to do to take him out, then you're going to be fearful. And everybody was fearful of JoJo. So when he came through, everybody left. Nobody trusted being around him because, again, he had a reputation for robbing any and everybody with no mask. He was basically a menace to our society. As time went on and JoJo continued walking the path that he had chosen, doing the things that he had chose to do, it's one thing about life and the saying of sooner or later you'll meet your match. We had an old school cat in the neighborhood that had did over 30 years in jail and the old school cat got out. Of course, he went back to doing what he naturally knew how to do, which was selling drugs and he established himself once again and he had a few different houses where he had his drugs set up at and they were being sold from those homes he had been established maybe two or three years at this time when jojo decided he wanted to go and rob one of the dope homes jojo went to the dope home and he robbed them they had a shootout Nobody got shot, fortunately. Obviously, 
He wasn't wearing the mask as usual. Obviously, word got back to the old school guy that owned the dope homes, that did business from the dope homes. You know, one thing I learned at a very early age is that wisdom trumps youth. Again, wisdom trumps youth. And what I mean by that is just because you're young, just because you're brave, just because you've done a few things and you've made a name for yourself, doesn't mean you're smarter than everybody. It doesn't mean you make the best decision. It doesn't mean that you really know what you're doing. What it means is that you're on the clock now. The hourglass has been activated and it's just a matter of time before your time runs out. So after JoJo robbed old school's dope house and word got back to old school, word on the street goes, old school plan to deal with JoJo one time and one time only. You see, JoJo, not only was he a robber, not only did he rob without a mask, not only did he carry two nine millimeters at all times, but he also had habits. And the kind of habits I'm speaking of are drinking habits and powdering his nose habits. In other words, he used cocaine a lot. And I think the cocaine played a major part in the escalation of his behavior and the delusion that came with the way he thought on a regular basis. I mean, you have to be some sort of crazy delusional person to think that you can go around continuously robbing guys that are in the dope game and think that it's okay to come out and walk around and live life on a daily basis and not have to worry about any consequences or repercussions. To me, that's far from being a sensible thinking person. That's far from being a person of reason. But that was JoJo and how he conducted himself and how he carried himself on a daily basis. The story goes that old school contacted a particular hitman that he had known from back in the day. And this particular hitman was someone that I grew up seeing around the neighborhood on a regular basis. Quiet guy, rode a bicycle sometimes, but when I saw him, most of the time, he was walking or either hanging out where all the other old school cats hang out. But again, allegedly, this was the guy that was contacted by old school. Another fella was added to the equation that knew JoJo and JoJo trusted. A lot of people knew JoJo, but very few people dealt with JoJo because of the kind of person that he was. He'll be there chilling with you one minute and he'll be robbing you the next. So there weren't many people that dealt with JoJo, nor there were too many people that JoJo dealt with. But this one particular guy, JoJo dealt with, and JoJo trusted this guy. Supposedly this guy contacted JoJo, made plans for them to get together, go drink, and powder their nose with Coke. Well, that day came for them to meet and get their drink on and powder their nose. The guy picked JoJo up, and he took him to the same area where JoJo had robbed the dope home. They were maybe a half a block away from that particular house. And you would think a person that 
instincts, logic, the last place they want to be is by a particular place that they know they have recently robbed, right? Well, yeah, a person that thinks logically. But that was far, far from what JoJo was. They parked, they sat in the car, they drank, and they got high, supposedly. At least this is what I was told. This is how the story went. And he got JoJo sky high. He gave him plenty of powder, plenty of coke to powder his nose with, plenty to drink. So JoJo was feeling real good. He was on the passenger side, chilling, high as a kite, laid back in the seat, having the time of his life. But he didn't know a guy, a special kind of guy, was on his way to his location, riding on a bicycle. As the guy slowly approached the vehicle where JoJo and the other gentleman was sitting in, he stopped the bike, he laid it to the side, he walked up slowly to the vehicle that JoJo was sitting in and laid back and all high. As he slowly walked up from the rear of the vehicle on the passenger side, he pulled out a double-barrel shotgun from his waist. He pointed the double-barrel shotgun at JoJo's head. JoJo's in the car, laid back, high as a kite, eyes closed. He's on cloud nine, but he didn't know he was about to go to cloud ten. Upon placing the barrel on the side of JoJo's head, the hitman pulled the trigger. At that moment in time, he blew the majority of JoJo's face off. Once he blew his face off, he took the double barrel and he put it back in his waistband. He casually walked back over to his bike, slowly got back on his bike, and rode off into the night. One thing about the streets, the streets know a lot. The streets know more than the authorities know. And the streets rarely talk about what takes place in the streets. Especially when it comes down to the streets having to talk to authorities. Cooperation is slim to none. And let me tell you, that guy that rode off into the night was never contacted by authorities. He was never arrested by authorities. He was never questioned by authorities. You know why? Because the streets didn't talk. The streets felt as though it was getting its street justice at that particular time. The streets felt as though it was finally ridding itself of a menace. No one ever went to jail for the murder of Jojo. No one ever breathed the word to authorities. But everyone on the streets knew what had happened and why. It had took place. So at the end of the day, JoJo met his match. At the end of the day, if we're not living right, if we're doing things that we shouldn't be doing, if we're taking advantage of other people, if we're harming other people, it's just a matter of time before we meet our match as well. We don't know what that match is going to be. We don't know who that match is going to be. We definitely don't know when we're going to meet that match. But if we keep doing what we're doing, it's just a matter of time before we do meet that match. Even though JoJo put himself in that situation, and some may say he deserved what he got, at the end of the day, he was still someone's son. He was still someone's child. He was still someone's cousin, brother, friend, and so on. So with that being said, even though he didn't bring peace while he was upon this earth, 
I pray that Jojo can finally rest in peace because he didn't have any peace while he was on this earth, nor did he allow anyone else to have any peace while they were on this earth. Once again, thanks to all of you that took the time out of your busy schedule to be here with me today. My name is Travis, and this has been LaRon's Rebuttal. Have a good night. Check it, you wanna be my man, squeeze me